we will continue our series in chapter 24 of Genesis. And last week we had a discussion on, on God's choice of a wife for Isaac. And right now the search was on. So uh, Abraham, just to recap, wanted a good wife for Isaac. Every parent wants that. A good wife or a good husband for a daughter. And um, for him, it should not be, she should not be a Canaanite. This infers that Canaanites are idolaters. They're given to idolatry. It's part of their culture to bow down and worship and pray to gods, to statues, and to honor different gods, different names other than Yahweh. So it's Yahweh that must be worshipped. It should be a woman who worships Yahweh. And somebody not given to immorality. Why? Uh, you know that in Sodom and Gomorrah, immorality was prevalent. And uh, it could be the case, not only in idolatry, but also immorality. And uh, some have observed that, that nations that are given to idolatry, somehow immorality is also rampant. It's an observation. It's not necessarily a proven survey or research, but it is an observation that you may try to look at as well. Then, to recap, he called his most trusted servant, the oldest and most trusted, could be the, the person called Eliezer, who was supposed to be his heir, if should he not have a son. So some believe this is Eliezer. And uh, the most trusted and oldest servant, the one in charge of everything he has, so in short, he was like the chief of staff the most reliable and most trusted. He's also old, but not as old as Abraham. Because I believe if Abraham was still strong, uh, he would have done the job himself. But he was 140 years old. He felt he was advanced in years, and he believed that his son, Isaac, should have a wife, not from Canaan, but from his father's house. Because in their father's house, in his father's house, they worship Yahweh. So the servant, that, there begins our story. Let's look at verse 10, please. The, then the servant took the camels from, 10 camels from the camels of his master and set out with a variety of good things of his masters in his hand. These are gifts for the family and, and for the would-be wife. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. So uh, with this observation, I can deduce that this servant was not only old and the chief, but he was very intelligent, right? Uh, why? He positioned himself near the well because the women of the city go out there to draw water. So he could already see the women of the city in one glance. And uh, so he positioned himself well. He was very intelligent. He knew where to look. To those of you who want to get married, you have to know where to look. Amen? It's not in the pubs. That's not the place to meet a good wife. It's not getting drunk with your friends and hopefully one of them become your wife. Uh, no, he 
found the place where the women who serve their families take note. The women who serve their families go because to fetch water is a form of service to the family. So he was there waiting. He said, he prayed, take note. He prayed, O Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, please grant me success today and show loving kindness to my master, Abraham. Another thing we can observe in this servant is he is prayerful and he is faithful. He is faithful to his master. He did not swear and just do the job half well. No, he did it very well. He did his best. He said, Lord, give me the right person. Grant me success today. Some lesser servant who, who is not lawyer or faithful would just, what? Uh, maybe do a different approach. He prayed. What would uh, 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 a younger servant do? What do you think? Maybe uh, ask around who's the most gorgeous lady in town. Can you tell me? Or probably drink with some guys and say, who's pretty here, huh? Uh, who's uh, who's uh, with a family of Nahar? Uh, no. Uh, instead, he did that. Or... Since he had the money, a younger servant would have held a beauty contest, right? A Miss Earth during that time. Praise God, Philippines won. <laughs> Interjection. So uh, a, a Miss Earth and the winner would be the wife of my rich master, Isaac. But no, he prayed. He would not do what others would do. He was mature in thought. He understood how his master thinks, that the external is not all that counts. There is more to that. Let us read on. Behold, I am standing by the spring, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now, may it be that the girl to whom I say, please let down your jar so that I may drink, and who answers, drink, and I will water your camels also. May she be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown loving kindness to my master. Uh, this is difficult. It's like he's praying something that is near impossible because he wants somebody who would not only give him a drink but go the extra mile to let his ten camels drink, who would do the extra effort. And this woman should be a relative of my master, because that was the commission, a relative. Uh, this is very difficult, and it's like making it difficult for God. Of course, nothing is difficult for God, but it's just putting on these, these, these layers to make sure if this is really God's will. He wasn't, when he sees a beautiful woman, I hope that's God's will. You know, sometimes that's how we look for a wife, right? Oh, I like her. I hope she's God's will. Hey, you, I hope you're God's will for me. We don't. We should not do that. Instead of forcing, manipulating our prayers, manipulating uh, situations to force something into something and to justify that I believe this is God's will for me, rather, he prayed and he waited. He asked something difficult. So, friends, it's not like, Lord, it's rainy season. If it doesn't rain today, she is the one. 
that, that's too easy, you know? That's too easy. Or, or for a woman, Lord, if he suddenly looks at me, he's the one. Um, it's, that's too easy because people just look around, you know. Uh, doesn't mean you, you, you locked eyes for a second that he's the one. Come on. Or, or in modern times, doesn't mean he liked your Facebook post. He's the one. Oh, brother. No, this was a prayer that was very challenging. Somebody who would give him a drink who's a stranger. Huh? Number two, who would go the extra mile to uh, give a drink to each camel until all the camels were satisfied, or at least a drink. And then third, must be a relative of Abraham, his master. Wow. But God was with him because Abraham said, God will send his angel before you to prepare the way. So that's what we pray for. Lord, at the right time, prepare the way for our children. Or if you are a single person and one day you want to get married and you believe a calling to marriage, you say, Lord, prepare the way. Take note. Let me remind you of last week's lesson, message. That, that what? It should be a godly woman so that the marriage would fulfill a higher purpose. Abraham was called by God to live in Canaanite Canaan, to grow his family, to have descendants so that they will be a blessing to the families of the earth. That was the call in Genesis 12. And we know that the big picture is and was that a family from Abraham must be taken care of. A nation must be nurtured where Messiah should be born. It's not simply looking for a wife. You have to pray for God's purpose for your life and for your marriage. Marriage, it's not just having babies and multiplying, replenishing the earth. I know Filipinos are good, very good at replenishing the earth. Amen? I mean, you go to the U.S., how many kids do you have? I said three. Whoa, big family. Three is just right. Big family, you should know some people in, my, in, in, my, in Philippines, uh, they have uh, siblings of 12. One was 15. My father's family was seven. There were seven siblings there. Big family. No, Filipinos are still good, right? So, but it's not just replenishing the earth. We now belong to the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ has a plan and purpose for your life. And we must ask that. And it gives life meaning. More than just paying the bills, right? More than just paying the bills, it gives us meaning. Because God is a God of purpose. And God is a God of plan. You are here for a purpose. God has a plan for you. And that must be our prayer. And even to the point, the most important decision of finding a life partner, we must be praying that. God's will for us. If you're single, who is God's will? Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Can you say it with me? Not my will. Your will be done. That must be our prayer. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebecca. He hasn't finished praying and God was ready to answer. Rebecca, 
who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Abraham's brother, Nahor, came out with her jar on her shoulder. A jar. The girl was very beautiful. A virgin. Can somebody say virgin? Is, is that still important today? Do you still value virginity? I, I hope so, because if you try to listen in to how the young people talk, the discussions, the private discussions, if you can just listen in, it's not always as important. So we need to pray more. Oh, I'm not that done. I just said virgin. <laughs> and, and no man had had relations with her. And she went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please, let me a drink of water from your jar. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly lowered her jar to her hand and gave him a drink. Oh, first one, first sign, done. Then, now when she had finished giving him a drink, she said the extra mile. I will draw also for your camels. There are ten camels, okay? Ten. Ten gigantic beasts. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran back to the well to draw, and she drew for all his camels. Now, let me pause. You see, the man was praying for God's will, but he was somehow saying to the Lord, a woman who knows how to serve. Because I do believe every member of the family should be serving the family. Don't you agree? Marriages, people who get married who are not used to serving their family, who will not be used to serving each other and their children, will not be a good partnership. So his prayer was a woman of character, a virgin, went the extra mile to serve. Can you say serve? So to be the right person, before praying for the right person, it's good to pray to be the right person first. So I advise you, both men and women, to serve your family. Help out in whatever way. Don't be the one who just gives orders and sits around, but never lift a hand to serve. That's why, ladies, it's good if the man knows how to work, correct? If he's too young to work, how would you know his skill and capacity to earn? You would not know. The man must be proven at least to a certain level that he can provide for himself and for a wife and children. Now, thank God these days, a lot of women also work, so we help one another out. However, I still believe, biblically, though women help out in work, men are still the most responsible. I'm not saying that it's bad for a woman to earn more than a man. I'm not saying that. Boy, brother, if you married to a woman who earns more than you, you should thank God and kneel down and say, praise the Lord for this gift. <laughs> But that doesn't mean you should be lazy. That also means that you should work as well. 
Now, for the woman, I hope you are a servant. Gentlemen, find a servant. Why? Why? If you marry a spoiled brat, you're in trouble. Because it's all about me, not about others. This woman, Rebecca, is about serving her family, got water from the jar for her family, saw a servant, uh, a person there needing water. She helped out and even helped the camels. She is a servant. If she is not yet a servant, at least you know she wants to serve and learns to serve. That's what in church you can see that. We look at the home and we can even look at the church. Who serves? Not for the applause of men, but just because they want to serve. Not for the, for the favor of, of, in exchange for money, daddy and mommy, I served in the family. I cleaned the car. Can I get 100 pesos for that? <laughs> or whatever. The thing is, there must be that desire to serve others. Even Jesus emphasized that, that we should serve one another. To love one another is to serve one another. To love one another, it's not about tears and sharing happiness all the time or sharing tears. That's part of it. It's called empathy. However, when Jesus served his disciples, then he said, love one another. It was in the context of serving. That's how we express love to each other when we serve one another. Amazing woman, right? Hey, hey, another note, huh? This woman was beautiful, but she was strong. Ten camels, jar, huh? She's not the pretty model walking down the aisle. <laughs> no, she was the, let me water these camels. Here you go. One more. Mm. She's strong. So that's why, gentlemen, I hope you find somebody who's not OA. Oh, that's too heavy. I can't lift that. <laughs> it's just a bucket of water. It's just a bucket of water. Lift it. Help out. And be careful of those, ooh, gross. This woman was willing to get dirty and, you know, camel spit. She was willing to water them right in front of these huge beasts. Now, gentlemen, I just gave you a tip of a good woman. Amen? Ladies, you understand what you need to do. <laughs> gentlemen, be ready with your gifts. Because this person, okay, meanwhile, the man was gazing at her in silence. Ah, look at this servant. Huh? To know whether the Lord had made his journey successful or not, the servant was just watching. I think he was amazed. His, answers, his prayer was answered immediately. And he seldom, you know, seldom would you see a woman go the extra mile for beasts. But that's in Proverbs too. Because what? It's a good man who is, what? Not cruel to his beast. And by the way, then, when you say beasts or mga hayop, that is part of their wealth. 
Abraham was rich because he had huge livestock. He had camels, like 10. Why does he need to bring 10? It was just one man going there. Ah, the loads of gifts to give to the other family and to the woman. 10 camels, one servant? How many women are you going to bring back? Oh, maybe for the other women too. The maids. Should there be maids for Rebecca? I will see that next, next sermon. Ten camels. But the thing, this servant was, I believe, I believe, was so amazed watching this woman. He was so amazed he didn't even help. <laughs> I was reading, so what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> he was supposed to be the chief servant of Abraham. He knows how to help. And then he's not even helping a woman. I think he was really praying, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? Remember, he swore by the mm, huh? <laughs> he swore by the mm, so he really wanted this to happen. Okay? He really wants it, his, his pledge to be fulfilled. And here it was. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets. Now, the ring there, I'm not sure if it's the ring for the finger, because they used to have nose rings. Okay? Uh, women usually wear it on the left side, in left nostrils. Okay? I have an idea for Women's Day, Women's Ministry. It's a nose ring day, right? <laughs> just an idea, just a suggestion. <laughs> uh, half a shekel and two bracelets for her wrist, weighing 10 shekels in gold. Abraham was rich. Is it bad to be part of a successful family? Is it bad? If you're, you belong to a successful family, thank God. Thank God. Help out. Be a good son. So that one day you can ask daddy for gifts. To give. If not, then build one. Nothing is impossible with God. Build one. If you look in the Old Testament, there is no poverty mentality among the Jews. God said to them, I will bless you. They were not afraid of God's blessings of wealth. As long as it was not getting illegally. God would bless them again and again. In fact, they were given a conqueror's mindset. Conquer the land because I have given you that land but for a higher purpose. Abraham was blessed. However, some religions teach, if you are poor, you're closer to God. Friends, that's not in the Bible. Please, it's not in the Bible. God listens to the cry of the poor, but he blesses his people. Now, when you are poor, I'm not saying there's something wrong with your faith. We all go through trials and stages. It only means let us learn to put God first and allow God to give us his plan and purpose for us. I'm also not saying that everybody should be millionaires or even billionaires. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we are allowed to work and earn and to build our wealth as well for the glory of God. But Abraham, he's always generous, right? Next and said, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room for us to lodge in your father's house? 
she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. Last and final criteria. The prayer implies a criteria of servanthood. A, a, one who goes the extra mile. But before that, there was a higher criteria, which is from the relatives of Abraham. Again, she said to him, we have plenty of both straw and feed and room to lodge in. Then the man bowed low and worshipped the Lord. He bowed low and worshipped the Lord. He said, blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his loving kindness and his truth towards my master. Another important note, Abraham shared his faith to his servant. And he would also trust somebody who has faith in God. Please don't forget that. If you have kasambahais at home, we have to take that effort. Or employees, or people we work with, we have to take that extra step. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes I forget, and I remind myself. And then that we should share the gospel to them. If you've shared, been sharing for a long time, they still would not follow. They will not read the Bible. Then at least you have done your part. But you should. We should take that role. This servant has benefited Abraham as well. He is also God's servant now. And he worships the Lord. He bowed low in thanksgiving. Worship is about bowing low. Let me just say that worship is of the heart. But it is not just of the heart. It is spirit, soul, and body. The body must worship as well. Some people said, you don't need to kneel down because you're worshiping in your heart. That's baloney. Okay? No, if you look at the Old and the New Testament, one expression is kneeling down in thanksgiving or in humbling before the, before the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. It's humility. Try that. When you're at home alone, lock the door of the bedroom. Kneel beside your bed and pray that way. Or at times, put your face on the floor. Or be prostrate, meaning you spread. You bring your heart so low that it touches the floor. And you just hunger and thirst for God. Here, the servant was truly, truly thankful. Yes, God looks at the heart. If our worship is only of the lips, that is very shallow. God looks at the heart. If we worship here this morning, if you sung from your heart and from your spirit, then God is pleased. It's like an offering to the Lord. But if you just stood here looking at the songs, God is not pleased. You insult his presence. You insult us who worship with him, for him. When we come to worship, we worship. This servant is a true worshiper. Going back to our lessons, to recap some application for us, always seek for God's guidance and favor in searching for a spouse. Life partner, always ask God for guidance. No matter how young you are, you can begin praying for guidance. Parents, no matter how young they are, 
If you have a baby on the way, start praying now. When you lay your hands to those who are pregnant and daddies, you lay your hands as you pray for the baby. You pray right now, wherever that partner is around the globe or not yet born, you pray that they be born for your son or daughter. That God would prepare them even now. Abraham never took this lightly. The chief servant was sent with clear instructions. We should not take it lightly. We should be prayerful. And for the young people who are still single and the not so young who are still single, God's plan, God's way, God's time. No one is too old. No one is too young. Oh, there is somebody who's too young, by the way. <laughs> you should be an adult. And as I should say, better if you have the capacity to work as well, especially for the men. Pray for God's guidance and favor. You have to say, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Be a servant, ladies. Be a servant to everyone. But don't trust everybody. Just help whom you can help. Look, Rebe Rebecca was serving this servant, watering the camels, giving water to the camels. What she did not know was those camels were bringing the gifts for her. Oh, serve others. You may not know that would be your husband already or the family. Of you, but it's just by serving people, helping out. Anyone who needs help here, be helpful. Serve people, even if they look like camels. Because <laughs> somebody said to me, Pastor, I'm not kidding. Somebody said to me, oh, no, no, I wasn't a pastor yet. She was saying, what's wrong with me? You know, I, I'm, I'm, I feel drawn to this person that I don't, she doesn't like physically. I said, why? He doesn't look bad. No, he looks like a cockroach. <laughs> said, Shh, don't, don't, don't say that. You know, some people might hear you. One thing I found out, ladies, if you don't like how he looks, two things can happen. One, he is not God's will for you. <laughs> Number two, if he is God's will for you, God will change your heart. <laughs> but his face will still remain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ladies, again, because this is Rebecca, the focus is on Rebecca. Look, look beautiful, that's wonderful, but look modest. I always advise, don't look like a prostitute, look modest. Showing skin is not the way to attract men, real men. The real men are these godly men looking for the inner beauty, one who serves, one who has a good heart. It's the good heart, but don't forget the face, all right? Still take care of your face. Because some people have a good heart, but they never take care of their faces. That's also a problem, all right? So, oh, these people wore long robes then. So it's, it's maybe the smile when, when it, the Bible wrote and the servant saw she was beautiful, maybe she had a good smile or a good greeting, a pleasant greeting. That's what they, the way they say, a pleasant personality, a pleasing personality. My advice is start 
at home. Start at home and try to be pleasant, even to your wicked brother, <laughs> who always troubles you, makes you lose your patience. <laughs> and once you're losing your patience, the more he likes it. <laughs> because he's getting a reaction. So he keeps doing it because you're reacting. The key to stop brothers from doing that is to just, oh, just be pleasant and prayerful and just say, I'm praying that you would change because I would pity the future wife you would have if you don't change. <laughs> so friends, this is an important matter. God's will for us. You may not be my children, young people here, but I feel like your uncle, still concerned. As a pastor, I feel like father of this church. Of course, I cannot replace your real fathers, but the desire for people who belong to our community to marry the right person for the higher purpose of God is my prayer and my desire. That is my desire and prayer for my children, but also for every one of us. And for my brothers, for your children, I feel the same way. So let us pray. Don't leave them to, ay, kung ano, sino magustuhan nila, bahala na sila kung sino pakasalan nila. That's not the way. No, no, you're not deciding for them. Kids, don't worry. We cannot decide for you when it's time. We will not. We should not. But we cannot keep silent. We must advise. This is what the Bible says. That's why when some, I hear, getting married to an idolater, who worships other names, prays to other names other than Christ. And they say they belong here. It makes me uncomfortable. Because if that were my son or daughter, I would feel really bad. I would cry. God's will is stated. Don't force the issue. Let God be God. And here, the servant thought he looked for a wife, but in reality, it was God who chose a wife. So brothers, we pray to God. We just serve one another. Sisters, just be friends with each other. Be a good friend to everybody without zeroing in. Let not our choice happen. May it be God's choice. Let us pray. Father, thank you. You are so good and so great. We pray for all of us that we would be God-fearing, that we would follow your word. We understand that it is not about religion, but it's life. It's worship. It's learning from you and, and applying that rich word of yours and seeing guidelines from the scriptures giving us insights from what happened in the past. And for us following it, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. So we pray, Lord, for us parents, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom. Allow us to see. Give us insights. May Allow us to even create situations that our children would be far from bad influences. Make us concerned with who their friends are. And we pray they may have good friends that can influence them and they can influence as well. But most especially, 
may they meet the right person for them. We pray as parents, Lord. And for us, as for those who are singles, I pray for them that God's wisdom be upon you. In God's time, in God's will. Let God's will happen to you. Just surrender. Surrender and say, Lord, I let go. And Lord, I let you take the lead. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all rise.